Amen. Um, Proverbs 18.21 says this. It's a real com- verse that we've all heard before. It says, The tongue has the power of life and death. And then it says, Those that love it will eat its fruit. What we speak out of our mouths is the most is the most critical. What what we speak out of our mouths is the most critical stuff. I used to hear teaching on. I used to hear preaching on, on, on confession and what we say. And I think I used to think, oh, that's nice, that's sweet, we need to control what we say. But I'm recognizing that everything we have, everything that is coming in the future in our lives is, is, is based on what we say now. And what we're enjoying now or what we're not enjoying now is based on what we said back then. Um, in Hebrews 11 and verse 3 it says that by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what was that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Uh, God spoke when there was nothing here and out of the nothing came this world, came us, came everything that's in it. You're either prophesying doom and gloom in your future or you're prophesying success. You're either speaking a curse out in front of you that you're going to walk walk into. Or you're going to speaking a speaking a blessing that you're walking into. Ultimately you will eat what you speak. If you're talking garbage, you'll be eating garbage. But if you're speaking abundance and prosperity, that's what you will have. Now, we all know but out there, the conversation is just namo rabita, Everyone's gossiping about everyone else. Everyone's judging everyone else. And that's just the Christians. Let's be straight, that's just the Christians. 
We're not talking about the other people. Okay. Now, the reason our lives just stay in exactly the same way year in, year out. Because we never change what we say. Now, to a small extent, I've understood the fact that what I speak out of my mouth is affecting my future. Разбирам до известен момент това, което говоря, че изгражда бъдещето ми. И се надявам всеки от нас да го схванем това нещо, че просто не може да се отпуснем остата и да говорим всяко нещо, което не мине през ума. Някои хора вярват, че е правилно и те имат право да говорят всяко нещо, което идва в ума им. И те смятат, че това е честно и искрено и поради тая причина имат право да го правят. Може наистина от искрено сърце да говорят. Но е грешно да правиш това. И Бог иска за всеки един от нас благословено бъдеще. Бог каза, че се удоволства в просперитета или успяването, благоуспяването на слугите си. Но ако не можем да си контролираме устата, непрекъснато си правиме пръчка за собствения гръб. All the time, the Bible talks about our tongue as being a wild, unruly member of our body. And you never, you, it's something that's never completely controlled. And you'll often, the other day, um, uh, you know, you get in a conversation with someone and you don't think, I've said too much. И в един момент се усещаш, че си казал прекалено много. Сърцето ти почва да те осъжда. И трябва да отидеш пред Господа и да кажеш, прости ме, че говорих прекалено много. Или да въвлекат в някакъв разговор на оплакване, на клюкарство, на удумване. The other day, when when Jim Weller was here with us, I can't even remember the conversation. We were talking about somebody. I can't even remember who it was. And I realized I just said too much about this person. And I had to go back to Jim and say, "Look." Forgive me, I said too much about this guy. And I went over that line where I was probably putting this man in a negative light. И прескочих границата, където вече мой разговор с Джим за този човек не беше позитивен вече. И исках просто да се покая пред Джим, за да мога до известен степен да изтрия тези неща, които съм казал за този човек. И това съотнася особено за другите пастори, които познаваме около нас, за които може да говорим. Брат Салчо прави перощица. 
You know, these men, they are not. Let's just I'll show you. Uh, let me show you a scripture here. It says, in the, this is in the book of Romans. And uh, I think it's Romans chapter, Romans chapter 14. It says this, um, okay, uh, who are you to judge someone else's servant? This is in Romans 14, uh, 4. To his own master he stands or falls. And he will stand, for God is able to make him stand. You know, we need to try and do everything we can to uphold our other fellow pastors around us. You know, hey, we all love to gossip. We want to discuss all about other people that live around us. And most of the conversation ends up with me feeling better, makes me feel superior and everyone else inferior. And it's, it's, it's really, really wrong. And actually, when it comes on to the subject of other pastors, and even amongst ourselves when we're talking about each other, we need to be very careful what we say. Because obviously I'm not in the room watching. You know, we're, we're, the person you're talking about is not, is not necessarily there. But the Holy Spirit is watching. We'll turn our phones off, it will probably be useful. Um, you know, I, 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 would like, I would like you to feel as safe in my, as safer away from me as you are with me. Of course we're all safe now, aren't we? Because we're all together in the room. <laughs> so we're not going to start talking bad against Sashko, because Sashko's here with us. So, but the same thing, Sashko, feel, Sashko should feel just as safe when he's not here. And he needs to know that if his name comes up in a conversation, when he's not around, I've got his back. And I won't allow him to be run down. And we're going to protect each other. 
Because we are our brother's keeper. We are looking out for each other. And we need to support each other. Um, here in uh, here in um, in Hebrews, it's just talking about about our confession. It's just it says uh, he, there's there's three verses in Hebrews that talk about speaking, well, mainly about speaking. Hebrews three one. Три стиха има тук, които говорят за това, което излиза от устата ни в трета глава, първи стих. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. За това, святи брати, участници в небесното звание, размислете за апостола и първосвещенника, когато ние изповядваме Исуса. Jesus' job is to make come true what you speak out of your mouth. Исус, неговото звание, неговото призвание е да това, което ние изговаряме, той да го направи, че да се случи. So when you say by his stripes I am healed, it's Jesus' job to bring that healing to you. You need to explain a bit more, because in Bulgarian it's not that clear that he is the high priest of our confession. It says here is the high priest of the fact that we confess Jesus as Lord. Oh, okay. Well, here, in many Bibles it talks about he is he is looking over the words that we speak. Казва, тези стихове поясняват, в нашия превод поясняват, че той е първосвещенник върху това, което излиза от устата ни, изповедта, която излиза от устата ни. Let's look at some other verses, it might make it clear. In 4.14 it says this. Погледнем друг стих, който може да е по-ясен. В 4.14. Therefore, since we have a high... Therefore, since we have a great high priest, Jesus, who's gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. And then in Hebrews 10.23 says this, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Нека държим непоколебимо надеждата, която изповядваме, защото е верен онзи, който се е обещал. Yes, we confess Jesus as Lord when we become Christians. Естествено, тази изповед започва с това да изповядаш Исус Христос за Своя Спасител. But what I'm saying to you is that what we say about our future is what will come to pass. Но има и тази изповед, която ние изповядваме за нас, за живота си, за бъдещето си, която идва за да се сбъдне. Because what you say out of your, what what comes out out of your heart, what comes from your heart out through your mouth will happen. Защото това, което излиза от устата ти, излиза от сърцето ти и това, което вярваш и говориш, то ще стане. Jesus says, whoever says to a mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, he'll have whatever he says. Ако говориш на тази, Мак 11.23. Да се отмахне, да се отмести от петта, да се отмахне, да се отмести от петта, 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 да се отмести от петта,
казва и не се съмниш в сърцето си, това, което си казва, ще ти бъде. Но същото време това работи и в негативен смисъл. Това, което излиза от остатъци, това идва за да се сбърне. Нормално, ние просто казваме, което имаме. Nothing changes. I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm so sick, I'm 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 sick, We're all going to starve, we're going to be on the street, we're going to be digging in the bins. Yeah, we're all going to have to go abroad to work. This is the speaking the devil's fear that's in your heart, your mouth. It's pretending like we haven't even got a God. And all the God I've got is me. It's doubt, it's unbelief. And the Bible calls that evil. You know, we tell, we get upset with people who maybe what, you know, we, we, we have a lot of things that we think are evil. Like Martinich can things like that, you know. But the fact is, this is evil. Unbelief is evil. God made the whole five million Israelites spend forty years in a wilderness for speaking like this. About five million Israelites spent forty years in a desert. Да стоят 40 години в пустинята заради думите на остатен, това, което изговаряха. Защото те видяха, че имат могъщ Бог, който ги освободи по могъщ начин от Египет, изкара ги по чуден начин от Египет. Видяха как цялата египетска армия беше потъна в морето и се издавиха от тях. Всичките им коне и колесници, всичко отиде под водата. Бог ги води през пустинята. Бади вода от скалите за тях. Храна дава от бето сутрин. And yet, when God says, "Okay, now it's time to take this land," they believed more in the giants than in God. Те повярваха повече в това, което видяха или те гиганти, които видяха в тази земя, отколкото на Бог. And they wanted to cry about the giants. И се разплакаха заради тези гиганти, които населяват тези земи. И не повярваха в Бога. И повечето от хората в момента плачат заради ситуацията с економиката. Или пък заради ситуацията с болесно състояние в телата. Видят, че нямат пари и плачат. 
That nothing's going to help. Nothing's going to change if we're just crying. Но това няма да помогне. Ако ти само се разстройваш и плачеш и се оплакваш, просто няма да помогне. There's something a lot greater than our emotions. Има нещо много по-силно в нас от емоциите ни, от това, което чувстваме. We're all emotional people. Ние всички имаме емоции, ние сме хора с емоции. But there comes a time when we get to say, "Lauren, stop crying." Но има моменти, когато трябва да кажеш, "Аз ще спра да плача, ще спра да се оплаквам и да гледам негативно и ще започна да And people who talk like that will go through. People want to run around going, we're going to die, we're going to die. Normally die. Because life and death is in the power of the And we need to keep declaring what we want in front. This is not pretending that we are rich and completely healthy. You're not denying what's happening in the circumstances. You're just calling forth change to come in. The eye of your heart is looking at the God's word, not at the circumstances. You think I might be sick in my body, but here it says by his stripes I'm healed. I might have struggling in my finances at the moment. But God said that all grace would abound to me and I would have all sufficiency for all things. You know, so it's a constant confession of what we what we want. That's why we say this is my Bible, I am what it says I am, I have what it says I am. Because it's calling forth what we believe in. And many, many times we need to say, yeah, yeah, I'm frightened at the moment, I feel frightened. Да, може да си признаеме истината, например, да кажем, аз съм изплашен сега. Чувствам, че съм изплашен. But it doesn't help me going around telling ten people how frightened I am. Но няма нужда да ходя да обиколя наоколо и да казвам на всички хора колко се страхувам, колко съм изплашен. I need to lift my eyes to heaven and say, I will not fear. Повдигна очи към небето и да кажа, аз няма да се страхувам. Because God is with me. Защото Бог е с мен. I will not be dismayed. Няма да бъда съкрушен. For He is my God. Защото Той е моят Бог. He will strengthen. Той ще ме подкрепи. Амин. 
He will keep me. He will uphold me with His righteous right hand. And I am ministering to my own personal fear. I'm declaring that God is a good God and He's going to help me. And it fills my spirit full of strength. Because if you start moaning and complaining and grumbling, grown men can get so weak that they can't even get out of bed in the morning. So we're not pretending, we're not a bunch of people that are like foolishly pretending that everything's fine when it's not. We're a group of people that says the sun will come out tomorrow, even though it might be raining today. Because we know the seasons are changing. You know, we've been through winter and it's a bit miserable sometimes. Well, yesterday and the day before we had two days of sunshine. Hallelujah. And we are we're happy because we know things are getting warmer. And so that's what we do with our faith. We're looking at something else. Peter walking on the water. Was looking at Jesus to start with. And doing just fine. The minute he started looking at the wind and the waves, down he went. And that's really true of us. The trouble is, we all come from, we, 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 were, we were born into a soup of fear, complaining, and gossiping. We grew up. We grew up. All, we all grew up where the main conversation was sickness and disease. Poverty. And if, if you weren't talking about those things, you were you were slagging the neighbour off down the road. <laughs> And your mum and dad were telling you what your family was better than everyone else's. All, all of that is negative. I've got a great family. But it's not better than Sashko and Marusius. It's not better than Shagan and Johanna. <laughs> it's my family and it's a good family. But the Bible says we should consider others better than ourselves. Казва, приемайте другите като 
We can all have, we are all wonderful preachers. <laughs> you know, I don't need to think, hey, am I better preaching the Shagun or not, you know? Right? You know, maybe one day Sashko will be, everyone will think he's a better preacher than me, you know? That's, that's kindergarten material. You know, we've all, we've all got jobs to do, let's just do them. The minute I start thinking, am I better than someone else or worse than someone else? It's a curse. We've all grown up with how we look, you know, am I more beautiful than the person next door or am I more ugly than the person next door? Do I look more or less like Brad Pitt, you know what I mean? Sort of, yeah? <laughs> and it can be a curse. You ever see people that are so obsessed with how they look that they almost kill themselves? They, you know, they spent so long in front of the mirror that they finally got out of the house and they, they look like a clown. Huh? <laughs> and you know, it's good, you know, it's good to respect other people and make sure we're clean and tidy. But if we come obsessed with ourselves, and this is a very common human emotion, and Jesus had a lot to say about it. And I'm not free of it myself, guys. And I have to judge my stop myself, thinking certain directions. If you keep going back to a certain individual and keep thinking about them and thinking about them and thinking Either you haven't forgiven them, or somehow or other you're judging that person. And uh, it's not right. And you're in bondage. If every time you close your eyes, the movie camera in your head focuses on a, on a, spe on a specific situation. You've got a problem. <laughs> it's not some great sin necessarily. But there's some fear in there, there's some unforgiveness in there. And you've got to deal with that. Last week someone wrote me an email. It wasn't a bad email. But it showed me that this man did not understand the situation that we're living in, we're working in. And he, he, he was judging me a little bit in his email. 
And it annoyed me badly. And I started thinking, well, what email am I going to write this guy back? I can write him one of those emails that just explodes him out of the water and splatters him into a thousand pieces and he'll never come back to Bulgaria ever again. Huh? <laughs> or I will, you know, or do I write, you know, or, 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 and I, I went over and over and over how I was going to reply to this I eventually thought, I said, I'm not going to do nothing. <laughs> Till I get this guy out of my head. Because <laughs> I need to be objective. I need to be, know I'm dealing with it rightly. And uh, it's very important that we don't do anything out of out of a, with a wrong emotion when we <laughs> deal with something. Да не реагираме от емоционалност просто, от чувство на зависимост какво чувството е обзело. I remember I did a, did a, we had a fence between our house once years ago back in England. Спомням преди време имахме с съседите една ограда помежду. And I you know I paid for all the materials and I did all the work and the neighbor was, was supposed to pay for half the materials. И аз платих всичко нали оградата, това което се построи на работниците, а трябваше да си разделим Wow. And she didn't pay me. Just accidentally she forgot. You know, she just forgot. But I got so wound up over that. I got more and more angry. <laughs> and finally I went around there, you know. Give me your money! Yeah, yeah, I went and shout, you know. But I got really emotional. And I, and I was not objective. And I was way too angry with my neighbor. And I'm just using it as an example that sometimes we allow the judgment and the stuff that's boiling away inside us to affect us. We got to try, you know, we need to keep these hearts of ours as peaceful as the Sea of Galilee on a good day. Yeah? <laughs> the minute the waves start going up and down, we need to start speaking to them again. We don't want a storm with a boat going down. That's why our hearts need to be under constant observation. And husbands and wives, you need to deal with each other as well. You need to say, oh, yeah, Milena, you seem really angry about this. Have you forgiven this person? Milena, Milena sometimes goes to me, why are you constantly going on about that person? Because obviously I've got a problem if I'm going on and on about one person. Uh, here in Matthew 7 it says, do not judge or you'll be judged. Matthew 
He says, do not judge or you will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Uh, how can you say to your brother, take the speck out of your eye, when at all times there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your Do not judge. That means don't open your big mouth and, and give everyone your opinion on everything that's going on. And you know, we all know people that are always just running their mouth, they've got an opinion on everything. And I have been one of those people. And maybe I still am. But it's wrong. And it's affecting my future. And because life and death is in the power of the tongue, and I, and I, want, I want more success than I've got I'll bite my tongue. Do you know when you bite your tongue? You, you get that warm feeling on the inside that you didn't say what you were about to say. <laughs> That's the spirit witnessing with your spirit that you did okay. But the main thing is actually uh, keeping doing that. And I'm not even talking about the people that we're pastoring here at the moment. I'm not talking about them, I'm just talking about us. Because we can get it out of us before we can get it out of our people. Uh, at the end of the book of John, uh, it's, it says this, hang on, John, 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 oh, 20, um, He goes this, um, uh, verse 20 says, Peter saw, Peter, 21, 20, Peter turned and saw that the disciple who Jesus loved was following them. This was the one that leaned his back against Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, who is going to betray me? When Peter saw him, he said, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the brothers that this disciple would not die. 
и така разнесе се между братята тази дума, че този ученик няма да умре. Исус обаче не му, каз, не му рече, че няма да умре. Само каза, ако искам да остане той, докато дойде тебе, какво ти е? There's two two things in this piece of scripture. One that Peter was a nosy parker and wanted to know about John. And Jesus said to Peter, basically, mind your own business. And then Jesus actually said, you know, if I want this guy to stay until alive until I come back again, what is it to you? And obviously Peter went and told everyone that That's what was going to happen. <laughs> so here's a great uh, Apostle Peter who's into gossiping and wants to know about what is happening with everything else. And you know, it's human nature. But it's very destructive. And we all know just a little, a little word in the wrong place can start a battle. I was thinking this morning um, uh, in England we had this um, uh, chain, of jewelry, uh, chain of like jewelry shops Uh, they spread right across the country in, in a few years and every town had one of these jewelry shops the guy was called Ratner but it doesn't matter but what happened is that so he became very very rich and very very successful And one day he stood up on television and he, and he jokingly said, all my jewellery is a load of rubbish. He said, oh, I'm selling rubbish. I'm just selling, I'm just basically, my, my bracelets and my things, really, it's just it's junk. And people, have, people are foolishly buying this stuff. And overnight, He lost everything. Everyone just said, well, I'm not buying that. We're not going to buy that rubbish if it's rubbish. If he's saying it's rubbish, it must be rubbish. This foolish man, this man, just, you know, one foolish word, a whole empire, wham, And overnight every shop had to shut down. So words are so important. And the Bible says we'll be judged for every word we say. I mean, that's scary. I mean, when we get up to heaven, the, the videotape recorders are going to be playing. And unless that conversation is under the blood of Jesus, you may, you may well be watching it again. And I think for most of us that could be embarrassing. <laughs> And uh, here, here it goes... Um, 
This is in Thessalonians 4.10. Thessalonians, well tell me to find it while you are looking where it is. I am totally in the middle of the place. I can't even find it. I love Brother Sibbis, but I've always opened and I write scripture. Automatically opens? Yeah, it does. Yeah? Alright, yeah, here it goes. Here it goes. Okay. It says, make it your ambition. It says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your hands, just as we told you. Which verse is this? It says, make it your, make it your ambition. Four eleven. Four eleven. Four eleven. Four eleven. Four eleven. Four eleven. So make it, you know, and it's really saying make it your ambition. It's, it means we've got to work at it. To mind your own business. You know, when you're driving a car along, you need to mind your own business, eh? Because otherwise death is imminent. You know, when you're driving in the car with me, and we're going real fast through Plovdiv, you want me looking straight ahead. You don't want me having a looking around and see what's in the back seat. You don't want me, you don't want me hanging out the window looking at people on the pavement. Because imminently there's going to be a, a, an accident. The same is true of our lives. We need, we've got enough going on in our own lives. Then looking around at everyone else's lives. And the reason so often that people's lives seem to just crash from one lamppost to the next. Is because they're constantly looking out the window, the side windows, when they should be looking through the front window. Now, I recognize that for many of us, this is going to be. This is a change of lifestyle. We, we grew up with this, guys. We grew up with this. This is all we know. Yakking and talking about other people. And when, you, and when you decide to keep your mouth shut, people will even get angry with you. Because their main form of entertainment is talking about other people. But I'm telling you, it's the reason that we're in the mess that we're in is because we won't control these tongues of ours. And I've seen people, it's almost in the day, just say, I will not keep my mouth shut. How dare you tell me I have to watch my words? I have a, I have a right to say whatever I want to say, wherever I want to say, whenever I want to say. 
изкажа и да кажа каквото мисля, където и да и си искам и когато и да си искам. Yes, you have that right. Да, имаш го това право. But that is why your life is an absolute disaster. Но какво носи това в живота? Извинение ли за това живот ти разбит? Because you won't keep your mouth under control. And your life is a soap opera because it seems so simple. I would rather have devils cast out of me. I'd rather go on a two-three two, year degree course in deliverance. I would rather track around the world and have every great man of God lay his hands on my head. But if you want a miracle, it's in your own mouth. This is my last verse here. It's the drive the nail firmly in you. Yeah, this is in uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. 1 Peter 3 verse 8. Yeah, yeah, it says this. It says, finally, uh, all of you... Uh, well, let's back up to seven. It says, husbands, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as a weaker partner. And heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so nothing will hinder your prayers. Uh, husbands, you are the guys, you are the, you are responsible for the peace of your homes. And if people are getting out of hand, if people are getting into strife, you have to deal with do not sit by while your wife is out on the street, you know, having a full-on fight with someone. Do not allow it to happen. A lot of problems I've had in my life is when I just I've been irresponsible. And I should have waited in and stopped Malena from doing something. And I didn't do it. Stop my kids from getting involved with some people and I didn't. Stop someone from spending money that we shouldn't have spent. They want a new dress, they wanted some something from the shops. And you can't afford it. But they, they cry Mary Hell every day. And you go, oh, just give them the money and I'm going to have some peace. Yeah, you'll have peace for about half an hour. And then it'll come back to you. You're better off, sometimes you're better off, men, you're better off, off upsetting everyone. I'll tell you when all the tears dry up, people will be happy. Because they, they, they will all know that you've done the right thing. 
And be glad that you didn't spend that money you didn't have. Finally, it says, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing. Because this is what you were called, and that you may inherit a blessing. You know, when people slag us off and they call us a cult and they do all these things. Yeah, it does it does make you mad and it does make you want to go and beat up a lot of people. It makes you want to run around and tell everyone, no, we're not, no, we're not, we're really good people, really. But that doesn't really do much good. The tenth verse says this. The tenth verse just says this. It says this. Whoever would love life and see good days. This is my last verse, yeah? Must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek uh, peace and pursue it. And then it says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to the prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. In my Bible it says he must. That word must in English is means you've got to do this. You've got to do this. You don't want to do it, but you've got to do it. You know, we, yeah, we like running our mouths, we like gossiping about people. This is what we've been doing all our lives up to now. And everything in you wants to say these words. But you've got to say to each other, no, we must keep a mouth shut. This is a must. This is, it has to happen. Because, because life, because a good life and good days depends on that. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And I just feel this is a word for, for me. I preach for myself, then, guys. Welcome to listen in on it. And I know that all of us probably felt convicted when we were talking about these things. Uh, my thing is word for everyone. It's a word for everyone. We all, yeah. Absolutely. Can I give a yeah, go for it, go for it. 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 Go